All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the League Express podcast. My name's Jake Keenan, and joining me as always is the editor of League Express, Martin Sadler. And Martin, you've had a pretty exciting start to your week this week. Can you tell me what you got up to on uh, Tuesday night? Was well, um, yes, I was at St. Helens for the premiere of their new film that, that looks at the way they won the World Club Challenge last year when they went over to Penrith and had that incredible 13-12 victory. And it's a film... Um, the Saints are going to show on their own website, I think, from the 18th, Thursday the 18th, so <clears throat> in seven days' time. And uh, <clears throat> their fans will get the chance to see it, and I would certainly advise them to to watch it because it's a really <clears throat> interesting film. And, I mean, it's taken quite a long time for St. Helens to produce this film when you bear in mind that, you know, they were there in, I think, February or March last year, weren't they? And... Um, but it, it sort of reflects the care that uh, they've got a young um, lad, Josh Roberts, I think his name is, who is the, um, the, the video guy at St. Helens, and he's put the thing together and he's done a very, very good job indeed. And it's, it deals with the whole thing sequentially so that the film begins with St. Helens getting up, the players getting up early in the morning to, to catch a coach to Manchester Airport to then fly to... Um, you know, to Sydney via Singapore and so on. And it, it, as I say, it takes you through <coughs> the whole trip. Um, they book into the Manly Pacific Hotel on Manly Beach, and uh, they obviously had a, a really great time there, but soon get down to the serious business. And um, there are interviews as the film progresses with different players and coaching staff and so on. And um, it's really been impressively put together, I think. Yeah, absolutely. How long does it go for, roughly? An hour and a half, roughly. Yeah, wow. So that's quite the production. And yes. as you said, if they've, if they've sort of taken <coughs> their time, I'm um, sure it'll be a decent piece. Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you, you get into the, you know, the, the coaches' um, sessions with the team prior to the match. You, you're, you're in, you know, everywhere that, to, that you'd want to be as a fan, seeing how they're preparing, mm. uh, it's it's a real in-depth feature, and uh, and it's great. You know, the only slight problem with it when I saw it was that it, 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 it that there was some of the captions were were a bit dodgy, the one or two dodgy spellings and dodgy grammar. But I think they're going to sort that out before the um, uh, you know before it goes onto their website. Um, and it you know on, on that basis, I'd give it five out of five. And I have done. Um, you know, with with the club, and I, I've said there in my review of it that the only um, disappointing thing for me was that it made me think, "Gosh, I wish I'd gone on that trip." Yeah, you yeah. know, it would have been great, and it was great to see so many St. Helens supporters there. Um, mm. Particularly, of course, when that field goal went over from Lewis Dodd at Penrith. So, no, it was a, it's a, a, a great thing, and um, congratulations <laughs> to St. Helens for doing it. And I'd I'd lo- I'd, I'd love to see that film. Uh, picked up by Sky Sports or somebody like that to mm. to, to give it a wider distribution. Yeah, and was it a, a packed cinema on the? Oh premiere? yes, yeah. It, it, it was an invited audience. Um, obviously, most of the players were there. Uh, most people connected with the club, the sponsors, um, presumably some of the season ticket holders and so on. But it was it was um, premiered in Cineworld mm-hmm. in St Helens and. Um, as I say, it was really well done, and uh, I was very 
glad that I got invited. You got invited too, mate, but you were ill, weren't you? Yes, you, I... Uh, you had to drop out. So unfortunately, that was a bit unfortunate. Uh, I had spent the night uh, with a bit of a stomach bug in, in, in my head in the, the toilet bowl. Sort of, yeah, um, oh, gosh. I, I'm not well, sure. don't, don't give us too much detail. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to uh, discuss some of our viewers. But, no. um, yeah, I was I was very dirty at myself. Um, sort of like about 24 hours, I guess you could say, after the premiere, I started to feel myself again. But yeah. uh, I was bummed because, yeah, I mean, I've just heard your glowing review of it. And yeah. It just makes me, uh, you know, wish yeah. that I was there. But um, yeah, I, I think it's it's fantastic that they went and uh, documented the whole journey. And absolutely, you know, with these things, you, you're sort of taking a risk because uh, obviously it's nice to document the journey, but the end goal is to get that win. And how much that could benefit the film if they do secure that victory? Oh gosh, yeah, so it wouldn't have it been too. half as good if they'd not won that game. That's right. There's no doubt about it. it wouldn't have been as thrilling, would it? Mm, and that, the way they won it in dramatic fashion. Yeah. Um, perfect well, everybody knew the what the outcome was, of course, but that didn't stop people from, you know, applauding when it, when that goal went over. Yep. And it's also nice to have something like that um, documented. Kid, like with James Roby's sort of last um, go around, you know. So, I mean, oh, James is such a great guy. I mean, I spoke, <laughs> I spoke to him after the uh, after the event, and you know, he, he's such a a lovely bloke. And um, and and again, it it what was quite interesting was that quite a a number of the players, uh, you know, were interviewed individually in in in, in the film. And it was interesting how eloquent some of them were. You know, yeah. they they really spoke very very well. Yeah, you know, Lewis Dodd, for example. Uh, is a very eloquent young guy, and um, you know T. Ritson. He was, although he, he didn't play in the game, but uh, you know the way he spoke was 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 really good. And and the others, you know, they all did. James Roby, obviously. And uh, no, it was uh, it was it was good. And I was I felt really pleased to have been invited to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe we are being sent some screenshots or potentially well, hopefully some clips. so. I don't know yet. Um, but I've we'll, asked yeah. if they can do and. Uh, Hopefully they will. Yeah, no worries. And if we do get those sent through, we'll um, edit them into the YouTube video now. So we'll we'll take a, it'll be a quick pause and we'll cut to that video and then yeah, we'll come back afterwards. Um, but yeah, anything else you'd like to touch on with the uh, premiere, Martin? Well, no, I think that's just about it. As I say, it, um, it it just made me think. Well, if only I'd been over there with them, you know, and uh, <laughs> on the northern beaches, that would oh, have been nice. Would have been, yeah. <laughs> well, I have been there before, but it, and it is nice. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of the nicest parts of the world, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, those northern beaches in Sydney, but um, you know, sadly, we can't all be there, can we? But yeah, you know, absolutely. I had a job to do here, yeah. so that that was uh, what I had to do. But no, as I said, I, I, I just recommend to any Saints fan. Um, to watch the film and to any other fan as well. I mean, it was a triumph, not just for St. Helens in a way, but also for British Rugby League. I think, mm. you know, they were hoisting the banner for, for our competition and they did it incredibly successfully. And you could see how, um, I mean, it was, it's, it's very interesting um, to watch Paul Wellens, you know, before the game giving his uh, pre-match talk, he actually did make the point that, um, you know, if this game goes to Golden Point, don't worry, because we'll win it. You know, yeah. we'll we, we'll last the pace better than they will, and they won't. They don't know what's going to hit them, sort of thing. It was yeah. really quite inspiring stuff, and you know, great great coaching by Paul Wellens, in my view. So it, uh, you know, as I say, it, it was good to watch. Yeah, it's amazing just some of those, you know, little mental things that that mindset. Oh, you know, absolutely. It, you know, it can always come into play late in the match. That's yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah. 
what a what a um, yeah outstanding achievement from the Saints and what a production I'm sure mm. um you know maybe Wigan will be looking over thinking hey maybe we should do something like that for yes um, although of course they're not travelling to Australia so it mm. wouldn't be you know it, it won't be quite the same thing but I'm sure they will record record the game but the key thing is to to win it and of course. The great thing about Wigan is they've sold more than 20,000 tickets now for that game. Yeah. It will be a sellout probably <coughs> on February the 24th. And um, I think that's going to be a great event. Mm. And uh, obviously I, I imagine you'll be there and I'll hopefully I'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll all have a wonderful night and hopefully culminating with a Wigan win. I actually asked Paul Wellens um, after the film on Tuesday night, um, would he like to sort of say... That he'd, as the St Helens coach, that he'd like to see Wigan win yeah. against Penrith, and he he said, "Well, I'm hoping for a great game." Yeah. No St Helens coach would ever say, "No, no I'd yeah. like to see Wigan win." I don't think <laughs> it no, was very, gar- you know, very sort of guarded in his comments. I think he he understood why I was trying to place him in in, in a dilemma there. To uh, <laughs> you know, any 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 Saints coach praising Wigan would probably <laughs> You'd be crucified by It'd the be, Saints fans. Might be. Yes, oh, yeah, that's funny. I um I'm sort of in a bit of a dilemma myself. Obviously, coming from Australia, I probably want to see NRL teams do well. But the Panthers beat my Broncos in the grand final, so yeah. I'm leaning towards Wigan. I think absolutely. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, you're here now, mate. You're an honorary Englishman. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, all right. We'll move on to some other news that's happened over the past week or so. Uh, the RFL has recently announced that they're going to relax uh, the visa rules for overseas players. And I think one of those rule changes will be uh, any players, say, in Australia that have played Queensland Cup or New South Wales Cup mm. um, under the age of 24, they'll be yeah. eligible to get a visa pretty easily to come over here and play. Yes. Um, what's your initial reaction to this news, Martin? Well, it's starting to happen already, isn't it, with... Um Wakefield Trinity, for example, are being very strongly linked with a young man called Isaiah Vanganar, who was the or who who is the son of the great Joe Vanganar, who played with Bradford Bulls uh, for several years. Um, I mean, obviously, if he was as good as his dad, that would be a great signing, you know. But that that would perhaps be expecting a lot. I, I'm really not sure about this. This, you know, we need to develop our own talent, not keep drawing on Australian talent. In 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 my opinion, and. Um, you know, I think it's. Um, I've I've got mixed feelings about it because I can see that, you know, it does give another option for for clubs over here, mm. and and of course, what we're finding now is that um, British clubs are not able to sign the top Australian talent because, you know, the the financial disparity between the two competitions is is so great now. Um, so it, it 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 seems that you know we're going to focus on seeing whether. Our clubs can um, attract talent that's up and coming, I suppose you might say, um, and 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 you know we'll we'll have to see how it works. But I'm not um, I'm not a great fan of it. But but the thing is, the, the English clubs have got seven overseas quota places, yeah. and that will remain. Mm-hmm. So so clubs can only sign these players. It, un, unless, of course, they've got a, British, a right to a British passport. But if they haven't, then they will count on the overseas quota. So it shouldn't increase the number of overseas players in total mm. coming over here. Yeah, interesting. It'll, um, yeah, it's. I think that some of the, um, I guess, the explanation for why they changed that rule, I think they were saying that it'll combat uh, Australian clubs poaching English talent. Well, maybe. But then it's sort of... 
Yeah, yeah as I'm you said, are you sure developing? Are you developing your own players? Then? Yeah, that's, that's a bit yeah. of a worry. Well, some of our young players, you know, will will head over to Australia. There was an interesting interview in in one newspaper this week uh, with young Will Price, who's gone to Newcastle Knights, mm. and he's been talking in glowing terms about what he's found over there. You know, he's more or less living on the beach and in Newcastle, and um, he was talking about you know trying to break into the match day squad there and the the competition he's got to do it and so on and he's talking about the quality of coaching and the training facilities and so on which he's sort of comparing very favorably with with what happens in this country Mm. Uh, i'm not too surprised about that and uh you know i mean it does it, it does make it sound like a real great experience yeah and i can only imagine that other young players reading that would probably want to go and do the same thing if mm. we're honest about it and I certainly if I were a young player 21 years old I'd, I'd be looking very hard at mm. um, at trying to find a, a you know a, a playing career in in the NRL for at least a few years anyway mm. and it's always nice if they can take what they've learned there and bring it back to their old club or a new club in the Absolutely. Super League Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know experiences like that will make you a better mentor later in your career as well so. well Luke Thompson will be back at Wigan of course <coughs> uh, this, this, this year after mm. having spent a few a few years with mixed success actually at Canterbury Bulldogs because of course he he suffered a few injuries and that, mm. that was a, a real setback for him and they released him and you know, I think he wanted to stay in Australia, ideally, but but Wigan obviously made him a better offer. Mm. And uh, and and Luke, I mean, it, you know, you've got to remember that Luke was the man of the match in the 2019 Grand Final. Mm. He won the Harry Sunderland Trophy that year. So, uh, you know, I think that was um, that sort of shows his quality, doesn't mm. it? And and that's obviously what Wigan are banking on um, in signing him for this year. And I think Luke. Uh, I would imagine would want to have a really great game against the Panthers when they mm. come because I suspect he probably believes that his NRL career isn't over yet. Mm. You know, and might want to go back there after spending time at Wigan. Yeah, and he was extremely unlucky with not only injury but timing as well. So he went, you mm. know, right as COVID sort of happened. Oh and, gosh, yeah. um, I think like his first season he had, he had a pretty good year, but uh, unfortunately injuries have mm. stopped him since that first year. And, and things have been chaotic at Canterbury, haven't they? You oh, know, yeah. for a few years now, and uh, it's it's a bit like a, a tanker on the season. It takes a long time to turn it round, mm. and you can't just do it in in you know one short sharp. Um, shock really I don't suppose and uh, so maybe he chose the wrong club um, mm. and certainly had bad luck with injuries but you know let's hope that now that he's back over here he uh, really has a great season with Wigan. No, absolutely um, now we've also had some uh, rumours circulating this week uh, it's being reported that the BBC is set to broadcast uh, some free to air matches this year Martin now nothing's been uh, well I can say official. as we speak um the, the the contract hasn't been signed, I'm told, on good authority, <coughs> although it's likely to be signed. Um, so one or two people have sort of jumped the gun a bit by saying it has been agreed. Um, but until the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, it's unwise to automatically assume that, that, that the deal is in place. I mean, it, it may, it's probably 90% likely yep. to be in place. But, um, <coughs> yes, I mean, uh, again, I'm, I'm not sure. It looks as though they might sign up for about 12 games, I think, um, including some playoff games. Um, and those games will 
probably be shown on Saturday evening, probably kicking off at 6.30, something like that, I think. Although that has yet to be confirmed, of course. But I think if that's true, um, I mean, a lot of people really enjoyed the Channel 4 coverage, including me. Uh, I thought Channel 4 did a really good job on, on, on their coverage of the game. But if the BBC are now stepping in instead of them, the good thing about the BBC is it's got great reach, hasn't it? You know, more people are likely to watch the BBC than than watch Channel 4, by and large. And kicking off at that time, the, the, the Channel 4 games generally kicked off in the very early afternoon, 12.30, 1 o'clock, that sort of time, which, which I thought was a great time. Uh, but I think a, 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 an evening audience will probably be bigger, I would have thought. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But it's, it's going to be quite exciting. And um, I think the, co- the BBC's coverage will include the World Club Challenge as well, yeah. as I understand it, if, uh, if that's part of the deal. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes, uh, Jake. And um, we'll, we'll see what sort of job they do. I mean, it's, it's going to be very... I mean, I, I, I think Mark Chapman, for example, on the BBC is one of the best presenters I've, I've i've seen and if he is involved i think it'll be great um i'm not sure whether he would be involved in in in, in this on a weekly basis but then there's tanya tanya arnold who's who's also very good so i think the bbc you know would be in good hands we'll see who they select as their commentary team and their pundits and so on but um hopefully it's going to be a real you know, good good experience for for them and for the for the game. I believe I read somewhere they're set to extend their Challenge Cup uh, rights as well. For a well, they of years. might do. Um, w- one of the things I'm told is that if they were going to um, keep the Challenge Cup but not Super League games, they weren't sure about whether to renew that contract or not. You know, um, but it seems that by throwing Super League games into the mix. Uh, that makes it much more likely that yeah. that they'll you know have both competitions this year, which I think is obviously great, great for the game. And um, you know, let's, as I say, let, let's let's see whether we can find a way to build the audience because that's the key thing, isn't it? That that mm-hmm. we need to do is to get more people interested. We we've seen with recently with darts how darts has sort of shot up to the top of the hit parade mm. um, because of this young fellow, you know, who, um, 16-year-old kid doing brilliantly, mm. uh, coming from Warrington, of course, and uh, and, and, and just generally the, the whole nation taking an interest in, in you know, his his progress to the final. He's a mad Wolves fan too, I think. He is, like, he which is, is nice. yeah, he's, he's a Wolves fan, and um, he said he's going to be... <laughs> Back on the terraces when the season starts, which will, I think he'll be surrounded by quite a few people sure seeking his autograph. But um, yeah. seems a great young young guy. Um, but we need to get rugby league players up at um, maybe not right at that level. That would be difficult, but okay. but at a much higher level than uh, than they are at the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, any opportunity to get rugby league on on you know free to air channels or absolutely uh, you know we on any channels it. whatsoever really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and. We We've also had a bit of uh, player movement over the last week or so. Uh, Jordan Abdul has signed on with Catlin's Dragons, effective immediately. Um, bit of a surprise, this one, Martin? 
Yes, I'm. I was surprised at that. I mean, you've got to hand it to Willie Peters. He's very decisive, isn't he, on who he retains and who he lets go. I mean, he, he let Roan Milnes go to Castleford um, a few months ago, and um, and now he's allowing Jordan Abdul to go to Catalans. Um, and and you know, without Catalans having to pay a fee for him, you know, simply taking over his contract. I, I assume. Um, I mean, Jordan Abdul. Is is a very intelligent player. Um, he's got a superb kicking game. He's he's, he's very much a um, an, an organizer on the field. Um, is is Jordan? Um, but the problem that he had last year was that he was injured um, fairly early in the season. Only played fourteen games, I think, in total for Hull KR. And of course, they they brought over Brad Schneider, um, who played in all the big games towards the end of the year, um, and. You know, it, it, they've got Tyrone May coming, of course, next year, who will probably be the playmaker for them, I would imagine, who's, who's also a very good player. So so very clearly, um, and, and, you know, they thought they could let Jordan go. And Jordan will combine, presumably, with Theo Farge at, um, at the Catalans, which looks a potentially very exciting halfback combination i think oh, absolutely so you know i very much look forward to seeing how that unfolds especially given that they've you know they're losing may and they've lost pierce obviously to retirement so yeah yeah um yeah brand new halves combination there for absolutely yes yeah yes. uh, interesting to watch um yeah it's uh interesting to see obviously willie peters is building himself i guess it's the squad he wants oh yes um, yeah so. as i say give him credit for certainly being decisive and mm. uh you know putting his own neck on the line in a way and uh you know but his 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 performance last year suggests that he knows what he's doing yeah absolutely now another uh surprising move we've seen over the last week or so is uh joe burgess he's been released uh by self and he's gonna, up by Hulk KR. yeah signed by Hulk KR as well another willie peters yeah uh, move so um yeah hasn't been many details released about this one martin no they've got um i mean joe burgess tends to play on the left wing and they've got ryan hall there of course now ryan hall is only seven points behind the um all-time leading try scorer in super league which is danny Maguire, who was who was willie peter's assistant um last year um so you know it's interesting i mean obviously ryan is in the latter stages of his career now um, and Joe Burgess maybe is obviously a longer-term investment, perhaps. I've always rated Joe Burgess ever since he burst through. I think we had him as our Rookie of the Year one year. Um, and, you know, he's always he's always looked a really good, big, strong winger to me. Yeah. I don't think his pace is quite as good as it used to be, but um, but he's still a very effective player, yeah, I yeah. think, and, and has been for Salford. And, you know, I think Salford will miss him. <coughs> No, oh, absolutely, and um, you know another experienced uh, outside back there for the whole KR squad. Uh, oh yes, I'm yeah. sure. Um, you know it'll it'll do wonders in terms of the juniors they're bringing through the system. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, now we've also had news. Sam Cassiano has been released by the Warrington Wolves. This one came as a bit of a surprise to me um, and you as well. Not too surprising because he'd been given a very low squad number, yeah. and that always spells trouble, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, okay. he, he obviously wasn't in the top uh, thirteen not even the top 20 or 25. <clears throat> so sometimes when that happens, it shows that you're on the outer, really. Right, right. And Joe, uh, Sam Burgess, I was going to say Joe Burgess, <laughs> Sam Burgess um, clearly doesn't rate him all that 
highly. Mm. Uh, that's what we've got to conclude, isn't it? Mm. Um, and he prefers to get somebody else in who's got a higher work rate. The thing about Sam is that he doesn't play big minutes. Mm. He's a big guy and he causes problems when he comes on the field, but he doesn't play big minutes. And he's also, I think he's 33 now, so he's, he's you know, getting to the back, the back stages of his career. Whether anybody else will sign him or not, remains to be seen at this moment we don't know where he is going yeah. maybe that will be sorted out very very soon who knows but um you know as i say, it didn't surprise me at all really and and sam i think will now be looking for um a replacement who can play much bigger minutes than uh, than sam did yeah, because I, I suppose Sam's he's probably getting on in age a little bit as well. So yes, he is. If yeah. another club doesn't pick him up, it could be back home or, it, it, or maybe it could be. It, yes, who knows? Mm. You know, but he's had a good career so far, hasn't he? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now we had uh, a question in the readers' poll uh, this week, Martin, that you wanted to get into was that um, what coaches are on the hot seat this year? Hot seat this year, or Which under co- the most pressure? Just, yeah. I can just see this. Um. Yes, the readers' poll this week, which coach is under the most pressure in 2024? And we've given people six choices. Sam Burgess, obviously. Mm -hmm. Craig Lingard at Castleford. Daryl Powell at Wakefield Trinity. Ian Watson at Huddersfield (coughs) Giants. Rowan Smith at Leeds Rhinos. And Tony Smith at Hull FC. Um, They're all under pressure for different reasons. Obviously, Sam, because it's his first head coaching gig and, you know, he comes with an enormous reputation as a player and great charisma. Um, but can he actually produce a winning side for Warrington when others mm. have failed, including Daryl Powell? We've, we've then got Craig Lingard at Castleford. Now, Craig is a guy who I really rate very highly. Did a wonderful job with Batley. Um, he's got a fairly limited squad at Castleford. And, you know, uh, as some people say, any position higher than 11th, will probably be quite a, quite good for Castleford this year. Yeah. But I'm quite sure that Craig will have much greater ambition than that. But he will be under a lot of pressure to, you know... I mean, he, he speaks really well about the game, but he needs to turn words into results. Yeah. So that, that, you know, Castleford don't want to be, you know, lingering at the bottom of the table again. Yeah. Daryl Powell obviously had two bad years at Warrington. And his his job this year is quite simple, is to win everything with Wakefield Trinity. Go through the season without losing a game, perhaps. Well, that's pressure, isn't it, really? That's pressure. He's got to show that, you know, what happened at Warrington wasn't a genuine reflection of his coaching ability. Then we've got Ian Watson at Huddersfield Giants, um, who got them to the Challenge Cup final in 2022, but then had a very disappointing 2023 and can't really afford another year like that yeah. at, uh, at the Giants. So I think he's under great pressure. And you can say the same thing about Rowan Smith. Rowan came in in the latter part of 2022, uh, actually got Leeds to the grand final that year against St. St. Helens. But in 2023, they only came eighth, mm. and that really wasn't good enough for, for a team as big as Leeds. So he's got to find a way to get them into the top six as well. Yeah. And then finally, Tony Smith, much to say the two Smiths, um, uncle and nephew, Tony, um, didn't have a great year last year. They, they finished 10th, in fact. Yeah. Um, and it's essential that, that they do better than that. And it's 
a fantastic start to the season for them, isn't it? Hosting Hull KR in, 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 in the Hull Derby mm. uh, on the opening night of the season. That's a real great way to open the season. But how much, you know, how good would it be for Hull, Hull FC fans, and Tony, of course, to get a win in, in that game? I mean, one, one, they'll all say, well, one game doesn't make a season, but actually, in this case, it might do. Yeah. You know, because it's so important. And last year, don't forget that um, when Hull hosted Hull KR at, um, at the MKM Stadium, Hull KR won 40 points to nil. Yeah. Now that just phew, can't happen again. No, absolutely. It just cannot happen again. And just like, uh, even if it's a narrow victory, like that can just release so Golden much point pressure. Win will be good enough. Yeah. 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 Golden, in fact, that would be ideal because that would mean it was a really exciting game. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, I think we've mentioned this in previous episodes, like that first win can really set the tone for it does. You know, the Always season does. the next five games. If you get an unexpected win in the first game, you know, you you you're on you're on the road to success, aren't you? And you know, with in, in the NRL last year, Brisbane travelled to Penrith and got a one point win Absolutely. very early in the season, didn't they? And that set them up, yeah, for a great year. And what it is is like it's a it's a reward for the tough and grueling preseason you've all been through as a group. Absolutely. And to come up short in round one, it, it probably makes you question: Did we do enough? You know, did Absolutely. we prepare correctly? So yeah. Um, if you had to vote, Martin, who would you be picking? It's, it's, it's a tough one, but... The one under most pressure? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's an interesting <laughs> one, because I think I would tend to say... <coughs> I would tend to say Rowan Smith, probably, hmm. um, at Leeds, although, you know... I, I mean, the, the, the pressure... Once the season starts, the pressure either increases because you're losing matches or it decreases because you're winning them. Yeah. So, you know, that if, if we ask the same question a month or two into the season, we might have a different list of coaches because if Sam Burgess, if Warrington have won all their four, first four or five games, yeah. the pressure will fall away uh, on Sam. And the same is true of all the other guys. So it, you know, it, it's a it's a fascinating one. It, uh, it it varies from from week to week. And with how big Leeds are as a club, I think it, it's like a blessing and a curse almost. If you're a coach, oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Compared to say, if you're Castleford, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how that changes throughout the first five weeks. Absolutely, uh, fingers yes. crossed they can all get a few wins under their belt because yeah. we never like seeing coaches or anyone get sacked in, in our. No, sport. nobody wants to see anybody get sacked. But you know, as I say, that that's the readers' poll that's on our website totalrl.com. If 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 you want to vote in 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 that poll, and uh, I'm not sure, I've not checked what you know who's who's. <laughs> Who's getting the most votes yeah. so far? But uh, you know, we'll 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 I'd see. Be pretty even results, I'd imagine. I'd have like it's so, such yeah. a tough one to pick. Yeah. Um, now we've had some news. Oh, it's you know old news now, but it's official. Jerome Law has been locked in. He's going to sign with the Tigers. Well, he has signed with the Tigers for the next five years from 2025. Yeah, from 2025. I just want to ask you, Martin, what impact do you think his signing will have on that Tiger squad? Obviously, they've been through so much over the past few years. They've, you know, clean, they've wiped out their their board and they're making all these changes. Benji Marshall's the coach now. Do you think it's uh, you know, on the up now for the Tigers? Well, it can't be anything else, can it? <laughs> you know, it's it, it's got to be because They've been at the bottom for such a long time. There's only one way to go. In the same way that you know Penrith can only go down, you know, given where they are. Um, so Jerome Luai. I mean, what's important for the Tigers, I suppose, is that when Jerome Luai 
does join them next year, um, he's had an injury-free run in 2024. The worst thing would be if he got a, a serious injury and then couldn't start the season next year with, with, with the Tigers. But it's a strange thing, isn't it? In, in Australia, you have this rule whereby after the 1st of November, players can start negotiating a contract not for the following year, but for the year mm. after that. Um, whereas for us, it's um, first that you can't you can't um, negotiate until after the first of May. Mm. So you know you've got a very strange situation where Jerome Luai is playing for the Panthers in 2024, knowing that it'll be his last season mm. there. And I suppose the good thing about that though is that at least he knows <coughs> what his what his future is going to be. So mm. you know, un- unlike in this country where you know. He might be, you know, player might be negotiating during the course of the season, which must be a distraction when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. So, in in many respects, I think it's a good rule that you've got in Australia. Mm. It's a, it's got many pros and cons, that's for sure. And I think uh, a good example from recent history is uh, when. Cam Munster's contract was coming to an end, or that November one date was coming up uh, for Cam Munster. All the talk in the media was, "Where's he going to sign? Where's he going to sign?" You know, knowing that he still has another full year on his contract with the Melbourne Storm, mm. but it almost came a bit of a distraction off the field because absolutely, yeah, you know, all the players were being uh, asked in you know press conferences, "What's Cam going to do?" And yeah. you know that sort of takes the shine away from what you're doing on the field. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one because let's just say Penrith have you know a, a bad start to the season and Jerome Luai is playing poorly. You know, uh, the media are going to start asking questions about, is his mind elsewhere? Is he thinking about the Tigers? Yeah, they will, but that's a big if, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. who, who, who knows what's going to happen? But, um, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I, I, I think Luai is probably a very professional guy who, you know, n- now that his future is secured, yeah. I think he's got, you know, the green light to have a really good season in 2024. And he'll want to do that because he'll want to go out on a high Absolutely. with Penrith. There's no doubt about it. And hopefully... Um, with Samoa at the end of the season, yeah, oh, that's Over that's here. another thing that's not been sorted out yet. The Samoa tour is still going through the you know the the hoops, so to speak. We don't know whether it's going to take place or not. We all hope it will, of course, but we need to get it sorted out soon. Mm. And Jerome Loai would be a major part of that. No, oh, absolutely. Um, now, we have some uh, Challenge Cup football games kicking off uh, this weekend, I believe. You've got the draw there, Martin. Not the draw. Well, oh. I've not got the draw for the challenge for the Men's Challenge Cup, but, but there are, it, 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 you're right. It does start this, this, this week, and there are three games that you can actually watch online this weekend. Yeah. Um, the BBC is screening the game between the Royal Air Force and the Navy, which yep. has been played in Lincolnshire, RAF Coningsby, I think it is, in Lincolnshire. Um, there's also a game between the Army and Fryston from Castleford, and that is being shown on Forces TV, I believe, on yeah, yeah. on YouTube. So if you want to watch the Army playing Fryston, you can see it on YouTube. Um, and, and then on Sunday... Um, I think it's Oral St. James, is it, versus Inns Bridge being played uh, on Sunday, and that's being shown on the Sportsman website. So you do get the chance to see some rugby, um, um, Jake. And I think there are 10 games altogether in the Challenge Cup this weekend. Yep. And then the second round is two weeks further down the track. Mm. So in, in, in a strange way, th- this weekend is the start of the season, yep. really. In a, in a low-key sort of a way, I suppose. But nonetheless, when the Challenge Cup gets going, that's when the season 
officially starts really yeah absolutely and it'll just be great to um you know have some football back on our screens no and, doubt about it um yeah. you know we've got we've got the internet and access to the internet these days absolutely, so yeah. it's made a little bit easier so we for can us. all see we can all see more than one of those games I, I, you know i'm not quite sure whether the two saturday games kick off at the same time but um we'll see but it's going to be really exciting mm. and um if you were to make your early predictions for uh the challenge cup final this year i know it's a quite a long way away to go who it would is. your early picks yeah. be well i mean most people think we're going to going to have a good year all round this year so okay, yeah. you know i can't see any reason for um disagreeing with that point of view but uh I think St. Helens obviously will think quite differently, um, as will plenty of other teams, you know. And and maybe if Warrington are going to have a good year this year, the Challenge Cup could be the thing that they go for too. Mm. So uh, it's going to be quite exciting. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, there's a, was there a Lee Leopards season preview in this week's there is, edition? With, with Adrian Lamb and... Um, and I've got to say, that's a, we've got Adrian there on the front page. And that's a really cheerful picture of Adrian. Yep. And not surprisingly, you know, he looks very happy. And after last season, who can blame him? Um, we didn't put him in our list of coaches under pressure <coughs> this year, because I don't think he is. No. Uh, I think he's, 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 he's very safe at Lee. The only um, thing that could affect him, I suppose, is uh, if he has another good year, um, he's likely to you know, be um, under the microscope of a few NRL clubs. If they start sacking coaches over there, then uh, Adrian might be somebody who, you know, might be approached. As, of course, might his son Lachlan. Because, you know, there's a shortage of really good halfbacks um, Mm. all over the world in rugby league at the moment, but Lachlan certainly falls into that category. And if, um, if, if an NRL club is looking for a good halfback, then, you know, they might look Lachlan's way out of mm. thought. And interestingly, St. George, they've just, um, they had signed Ronald Volkman from the yeah. Warriors, but I don't know if you've seen that news, yeah. that they've um, discovered he's got a shoulder injury, so they're not, not going to go through with that contract. So they may be looking around for somebody else. Yeah. The interesting thing about that Ronald Volkman situation is uh, he was at the Warriors and then requested a release to sign that contract. Now, he still had two years left on his deal with the Warriors. Yes. So now the question is, do the Warriors then have to take him back and uh, honour those two years? or Well, I would think they probably would because, you know, you can request a release from a contract, but until you sign a new contract... That contract mm. still prevails. True. So I, w- I would imagine that um, that he would return to the Warriors, uh, but of course that would uh, affect their planning, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Under the salary cap and so on. Well, that's it. They could have made signings of other players mm. with uh, his money. So yeah. it's a bit of a headache. Um, it is. Hopefully, he can get that. Uh, I think it was a shoulder injury yeah. sorted. Um, but yeah, any, is there anything else you you want to touch on? Well, two we- things. First of all, the women's challenge cup. The draw was made for that last night and um, interestingly enough there are 16 teams involved there are they're split into um, four groups of four um, with the top two teams from each group going through to the quarterfinals and then it being played on a knockout basis with the, the final at Wembley on June the 8th so there are one or two new teams coming into the competition this year Sheffield Eagles are in group one alongside Castleford Featherston and York um, then you've got um, um, in, in, in 
well, some interesting-looking groups, actually. St. Helens, who hold the trophy, they're in the same group as London Broncos, Bradford Bulls and Warrington Wolves, you know, so right. that will be an interesting group, I think. You know, it all. I mean, Women's Rugby League is, is really going strong, isn't it, at the yeah. moment, on both sides of the world. So, it, you know, absolutely wonderful to see. And the more competition we can get for the big guns, of course, which are St. Helens, York and Leeds and perhaps Wigan, um, the, the better it'll be. Mm, no, absolutely. And hopefully um, with what we're seeing uh, in the NRLW and the growth it's experienced, we can keep seeing that growth over here as well and you know, make it a viable option for um, young athletes to see uh, rugby league as a potential for, to have a professional career in. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I wonder whether we're going to get to the stage where we see a World Club Challenge in, mm. uh, in women's rugby league as well as in men's. I'd hope so. That'd be um, an interesting one, wouldn't it? Because, mm, I mean, like there's, you, you see um, some of the English players that are going over to play in the NRLW now, there's no doubt that they can mix it uh, with those girls. So, mm. yeah, I think one day uh, I'm sure it'll be on the list and we'll be seeing double headers uh, for the World Club yeah, Challenge. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But, um, yeah, hopefully in the next few years we see something like that. Um, but if you're happy to wrap up here, Martin... Just oh, one yeah. final thing. Just one final thing. I did notice today a really interesting piece uh, in the Daily Mail, uh, or Mail Online, I should say, uh, about Reese Walsh, the great, um, the great Brisbane Broncos player, one of your favourites, no doubt, yeah. who's put and a... Many, many other girls' favourites as well. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> he's, he's a good-looking he's, fellow. He's, he, he, well, this is what I was just going to say. <laughs> we, we, we talked a bit earlier about, about raising the profile of individual rugby league players. Well, Reese um, has got a two-year-old little daughter, and he's put a video of himself on on Instagram um, with his little daughter. You know, and it's he's obviously he's besotted with her clearly, yeah. and it's a wonderful video uh, that I'd recommend anybody watch. And it's got thousands and thousands of views with people you know, saying wonderful things about it. And, yeah. you know, that that's the sort of thing. It, it's just great to see a different side of, 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 a, of a player. You know, we, we see them on the field. But actually, uh, we, you know, at heart, when they're at home with the kids, most rugby league players that I know, and, and Reese clearly falls into this category, they're just big softies, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, it's, just, it's just great to see. He's, he's such a... A marketable guy is uh, Reese Walsh. Yep. You know, I think he's the most marketable guy in World Rugby League at the moment. Mm. And it was just marvellous to see. That's it, because you don't often associate, um, you know, affection and love and care with rugby league players, do you? It's always <laughs> no, rough Not and on tough, the field, anyway. You know? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. What you see on the field is not, you know, what you get off it, the field. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, and it's always funny when you see some of the big, um, you know, rough and tough, um, you know, players with a bit of mongrel in them you might say yeah, uh, yeah go off the field and, and yeah, pick, pick up their daughters <laughs> and just like oh you're just a big softie aren't you yeah yeah um, but yeah no i'll have to have a look at that one that's yeah, very yeah. funny oh great yeah um the other interesting thing that's been happening a bit in australia at the moment is um photographers chasing nathan cleary around with his new love mary fowler have you heard about this oh well i know the, he's um, linked with her the australian um, football um, player, isn't she? Yeah, she yeah. She's a very good player. 
<coughs> apparently, and they're very closely linked romantically. So, yeah. uh, no, I mean, I'm not. I've I've not kept tabs on being <laughs> chased around, but I'm not. I'm not that surprised by it. Oh yeah, it's um yeah they, they've had a few photos and videos of them taking you know kicking the ball around in parks. It's almost yeah, like yeah. they've been you know followed by the paparazzi. So yeah, uh, a bit of a, a power couple there in, oh, in gosh, Australia, yes. which is funny. Well, I mean, who knows? You you never know how long relationships will last. But <laughs> if uh, if if they did. Um, become a long-term partnership and had children, God, they'd be good sportsmen yeah. or women, wouldn't yeah, they? You would imagine. Right. <laughs> I'd hate to uh, have kids going up against them uh, in yeah. athletics, that's for sure. Uh, all right, mate, well, we might wrap it up here. Um, don't forget, guys, if you do want to get your subscription to League Express, head along to www.totalrl.com forward slash shop. Uh, you can get your online subscriptions there. Um, and, yeah, we might wrap it up here, Martin. Um, I think thanks so. Thanks again, mate. And, and it's uh, a pleasure to see you back uh, back looking reasonably well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully there'll be no more toilet bowl visits uh, in the next yeah. week or so. I think I'm in the clear now, which is great. Um, but, yeah, we'll uh, do it all again next week. Great stuff, mate. Thanks, thanks. a lot. Thanks, Cheers. Martin. Cheers.